wingtip. Good afternoon. It is January 23rd, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I'm going to ask you the same question that I was asked by world-famous uh, actor Charlie Day. How much cheese is too much cheese? Uh, so, like, on a pizza... Extra cheese is not my favorite way of cheese. The normal amount of cheese is the correct amount, and if you want more, I don't necessarily think it really improves that. The other thing is it's really not the greatest leftover pizza, then. You know, I think it's a lot better with less cheese on there. Just just an opinion on pizza, but cheese is great. I like what cheese. About, what about nighttime? What about nighttime cheese? What do you mean nighttime cheese? Is there, is there cheese you're only supposed to eat in the morning and cheese you're only supposed to eat at night? I'm, I'm not sure, but... I do have a, a possible job opportunity for you. There's a ma- mattress reviewing website called Sleep Junkie, and they are looking for study participants. They're going to pay you $1,000. I think it's like five weeks or something, and you have to eat cheese right before you go to bed because apparently there's a old wives' tale, a myth, I don't know exactly what you call it, that if you eat cheese before bed, it will give you nightmares. Were you aware of this? No, but do you? No, I'm not signing up for that. <laughs> what, if, what if I get nightmares? I don't want nightmares. I don't have nightmares now. Well, how much cheese are you eating before you go to sleep? Cheese is definitely within the diet, all right. And we're eating all sorts of weird stuff all the time too. A lot of feta cheese, definitely some funky feta. We order that too. That's that stuff. Uh, you know, brie, brie is great. That's basically butter. You just spread that on bread. That's that's good. Uh, I mean, all 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 cheese is good. Even even plain old American is great. There's nothing like plain See, old. It seems like you're a cheese fan. Plain right? old, this seems right up your alley. Plain old you American on a cheeseburger. To eat a bunch of different it. cheeses. I, you know, whatever. It's it's cheese. I, I'm not like the, I don't think it's unusual that I like cheese. I think uh, most people like cheese. Everybody likes cheese. That's why I was surprised that you so quickly were just like, no, no, no cheese for me. I enjoy cheese. I don't want cheese to suddenly be ruined after I'm forced to go through so many nightmares. And it's like, you know, what you got to do is not eat cheese at night. I, I, right now, I don't have that mentality or those those problems, and I don't I don't want to add them. That's what this clinic feels like. It's adding. It's, it's adding. It's it's like more information. It's, it's too much information for everybody right now. You you find out whatever phobia, whatever alter, alter side effect everything does, and you, you run with it. And the reality is if you don't pay attention to any of it, you probably don't notice any of it. It it is kind of funny where it's I I had never heard of this that cheese cause possibly cause cause nightmares, but it one of like uh, the the reverse of this is if you were having nightmares, like how much you would pay to just not have to have the nightmares, and I could definitely see people, especially you know some of the you saying the phobias and where you know sometimes you wake up and just oh like really glad that's over and just like what's the dollar amount of I I. I don't want nightmares. How much do I have to pay for that service? Did, did you know this is why mozzarella sticks are an appetizer? So you get them out of with first. You, know, you can't have them late. Can't have oh. them for dessert. Can't have them for the meal. Okay. Got to get that early. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of cheese desserts. Yeah. There's, there, hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I'm not going to go into that. Cheesecake is definitely a cheese dessert, and it's not even – it's a pie. It's not even a cake. It's, we're it's not, mostly sugar. It's great. It, it's it's the best pie and cake. Uh, is there any food that you avoid late at night? Just going along with it? Like, is there certain foods you're like, yeah, I don't do that. I don't like that late at night. That isn't more of a <laughs> age appropriate it, of like, yeah, that gives me heartburn. No, no, nothing, nothing like that. Just more. I'm not much of a, uh, a late night eater in general, but it's just more of a, of a lazy of 
well, I don't want to prepare something. Like, most is happening is you're either grabbing it, you know, chips out of the cupboard or something, you know, you're heating up in the microwave. But no, nothing that is, uh, oh, no, I, I don't want that right before. Uh, no, nothing, nothing like that. Do you have something? That I don't eat late at night? Uh, nothing? That you specifically avoid? Yeah, no, maybe I don't. Because of, maybe because of nightmares. For, for no reason other than that, I, there was... There's a point in my life where, you know, it was really hard to turn down that late night burrito or that late night slice of pizza. And there's absolutely times where that saved me and probably times that just added to the misery of the next day of like you drank way too much and you ate that nasty food. Like, did you really want Taco Bell or was it just right there? It is just. (laughs) Is it the Taco Bell or is it in that situation the amount where it's like, yeah, if you had one, uh, you know, one burrito or you had one taco. Yeah, you're probably fine. But it was more of. Yeah, I drank too much, and I had five. You know what? I'll give you this. This, you know what? I'm not eating late anymore, and I would see this all over the place. There was the hot dog stand, the hot dog not after midnight. Sorry, ball game, fine, oh, no problem. Okay. Not after midnight. I'm, I'll, that, there you go. There's one. Don't eat the hot dog at the bar, man. All right, you just just go somewhere else or go home if you're hungry. You know, just just go home. That's bad that's advice. Good, that's some good life advice, right there. I don't know if that's great life advice. Uh, there was. Some people needed some life advice. Some people still need some life advice from this following weekend right now. Uh, the Jaguars maybe need some life advice of, of how to almost and almost lose a game, almost win and almost lose a game at the same time. That that's uh, Let's just start off with the, the NFL weekend here. So we're down to four teams. Uh, there was some interesting games this weekend. I, I thought the games were there. I thought the games. All right. I thought the games last weekend were way better. Were they not? For sure. And. It, there, there, there was more of them last weekend too, so that gives you the the, the benefit of the doubt. But this weekend, I, I, f- football is better than than no football. But uh, I'm really hoping that this is the like a little bit of a lull. Maybe we lower our expectations, and then this upcoming weekend, the championship weekend, can can knock knock our socks off. With the injuries and you know the way the season ended, it, it's it felt like all right. So we get Cincinnati, Buffalo back. They, they played again. I think the the closest game still ended up. I mean, sure, you could say the Cowboys Niners. I still think the best game was Jaguars Chiefs, which wasn't kind Definitely. of a game. It ends twenty seven twenty. I my biggest takeaway from this is Cincinnati. Or Cincinnati, Kansas City wins the game. That's the big takeaway. But my big takeaway from this was I thought Lawrence was incredible during certain moments of this, and there was flashes of well, if we could just keep it on that on that type of Lawrence and not the turnover part or the sack part or the weird clock management part but let's 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 there was there was a high here there was a high ceiling i saw it did you did you see it i saw it for a couple drives and there was moments where i didn't think kansas city was ever going to be able to stop him and then they just i don't want to say shit the bed or like screwed up on their own they just didn't have the experience to kind of put it all together for a complete game something that kansas city and andy Reid has done time in and time again and they're very good at that but they i think they played good enough to possibly win this game i mean there's an agnew Agnew has the awful fumble that just ends the game for them, which is terrible. It's five and a half left in the game. They're at the five-yard line. I mean, even if you walk away with three right there, you're you're in the game. You you have a chance here. But just before that, there he almost runs a kickoff return, and he gets tackled by the kicker. It's like there's there's even one more maybe in all of this of, of how this could have possibly been a Jaguars victory here. I, I thought the Chiefs were okay. Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. I think everyone, if you had an high ankle sprain, I think everyone's had a high ankle sprain at this point, right? Like it's, it doesn't feel great. It, it's, it's, it certainly felt a lot worse the next day than it did during it playing. I mean, 
but it is something I think you could play through. It'll be interesting to see if he is not as mobile and hobbling around. I, I thought he had some issues handing the ball off. That seems alarming. Do you think the bigger takeaway from this is that Jaguars played well or Mahomes was injured and there really shouldn't be a whole lot of credit to Jacksonville? I think that's the only reason that this was an interesting game is because really quick off the bat, Mahomes is, is hurt and gets tackled, gets rolled up on, then tries to continue to play and then has to go out. So now it just speculation goes wild. Like, is he going to come back? What if he doesn't come back? Who's the backup? <laughs> You're learning a lot of things. And it wasn't a, all right, this is the second half. They already got a little bit of a cushion. They just have to hold on. It's There's a lot of game left. You know, a lot can happen here. You go from Mahomes to a backup. That You don't get a much bigger drop than that in the, in the, in the league. So I think that's what made this game more interesting was both when he was gone and once he even came back that, well, he, he's banged up. Uh, it definitely is unfortunate going forward. Like you said, high ankle sprain. Sounds like he's going to play. Uh, you're able to play, but it doesn't feel good. <laughs> like There's no way you're going to be at 100% next week. And just at this point of the year, you just would like to have the best quarterbacks at the top of their game. I'm going to say something crazy. I think this is almost going to help Kansas City. Because I, I think Mahomes... Oh, okay. I think Mahomes has the capability... Look, he's good enough to be a pocket passer. I think he could play within the pocket, or he's going to have to this game. He's not going to be able to dance around the outside and just stall, stall time, and then just find somebody open. If he's going to try and play like that with his high ankle sprain, I don't think he's going to be able to. But I think he's good enough to hobble around in the back in just, just a couple steps, get rid of it. And I almost feel like that's a better way to play it's like they force him to play like Tom Brady, and I think he's capable of doing that, and you may see that. On the flip side of that, if uh, if, if some of these receivers don't show up and Kelsey isn't you know, doing stuff, that I, I'm not really threatened by the Kansas City offense with a limited Patrick Mahomes because I don't think the receivers are that good. So he's going to have to get rid of the ball quick. These receivers are just going to have to do outs. This is going to be a Patriots-style offense all for, for them, and then if they don't do that, I, I don't know if they're going to get cute with some, you know, maybe 49er type stuff where they just got guys moving all over the place and it's a little unpredictable. But I don't think they have the roster to really do that. So I, I am a little worried more on uh, the other guys not being able to play with a pocket passing Mahomes. I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, who's their best receiver beyond Kelsey? Do you think there's oh, anybody? Kelsey's the best, but Kelsey is, Kelsey is so good, and I just don't know how the Jaguars didn't know that. Well. <laughs> he, he ran all- uh, you know, ran, you know, passed, you know, caught, whatever. He played it. He just ran all over him. <laughs> and it, you just would have thought ahead of the game, you might have looked and gone, what can we make sure to do that that guy doesn't have an amazing game? But, and especially too, in the second half, they didn't even get one sack. Guy's got a high ankle sprain. I mean, I'm sure they shot him up with stuff and you, you taped the ankle and everything. But like I was saying before, you're somewhere below 100% and you couldn't get to him once. I, I get maybe going in, you know, you don't want to blitz them too much. You know, they're, they're these running quarterbacks, you do it too much. And if you miss them, all of a sudden it's 20-yard run, you're even in a, in a worse situation. But I think now that you know he's hobbled, maybe you change the game plan just just slightly. You know, you, you just get a little more aggressive. You, you know you're the underdog, and you're going to have to do something. And I can't believe they, they zero sacks. I can't believe they were in this game. It felt like I mean, even when you add up some of these turnovers and the history of the past couple of weeks of so the comeback of the last week, that just the momentum of that—that's probably just exhausting of 
just surviving and being in all that, getting asked about it and just thinking about it way too much and then getting ready for Mahomes and company. It's I don't know how Jacksonville was in the game. I, I want to give them some credit and not take away a whole lot of just being like, because, you know, Mahomes is hurt. That's the only reason they were close in this game. I, I think I think Mahomes still played really well, like even even hobbling around. I, I didn't seem like he was he, he maybe wasn't 100 percent for sure, but I still think most teams would take that hobbled Mahomes over most of the starting quarterbacks. Maybe even some of these starting quarterbacks remaining in the league right now. I, it's it's whatever. So all right, so that's that's the kind of the exciting game of that. The rest of this is all just a little NFL side drama. To uh to wrap up that game, uh, I don't know if you saw, but after the game, the teams are uh, kind of coming off in the tunnel, all on very much on on camera. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, midway up the tunnel, turns around, daps up pretty much every guy coming off. Is this? Wow, look at this leader. He's going to be able to, you know, use this next year or is this I saw a camera, I want to be on TV, everybody look at me. Well, does he play for the Memphis Grizzlies or is he is he still a Jaguar? Uh, I think so. Oh. I think he's going to be a Jaguar for for a while still. <laughs> Cuz we could talk about that right now if you want to sneak that in. The Memphis Grizzlies are are the the TikTok yeah, sure, of the we NBA. Can, yeah, we can get a yeah. Well, we can, we can mix it up. The the drama was Shannon Sharp, who's on the sideline, former NFL player, very much still big, very much still in shape, very much still in the TVI on Fox, uh, whatever. First things, is that him? I don't I don't know which one it is. He's, it's him and Skip, right? It, yeah. It's not first things first, and it's not first take anymore. I can't remember. Undisputed. Undisputed. All right. So, you know, whatever. That seems right. Guy, guy most people are very, very familiar with. Decides on a Friday night that he's going to get courtside tickets, which, you know what? Good for him. He's earned it. I, I bet he even paid for them. I, I promise you these problems weren't even given to him. He, he He's sitting courtside, all right? His, when you're sitting courtside, I feel like it's almost like your your job to talk shit there, all right? Like, this is the, the, fun, the fun excitement of being able to purchase this price is you get to actually be able to interact with these guys and hear them, and they can hear you because you're right there. It's very hard to do at other points, and it seems almost worthless to do at other points. You know, you're seven rows back and you're screaming. You're, you're you're pissing off everyone else in between a lot more than you're pissing off the guy in the court. All right, you're you're not really accomplishing what can be accomplished here. And that being said, Memphis for me just finds every way possible to not prioritize just winning basketball games, which they're still very good at doing. But it seems like they're always competing for a different game within the game. Like they're trying to get a win on the sideline over here. They're trying to get a win on the internet over here, which are so unrelated to what's actually happening between the lines on the court. Ball goes in the hoop. That, that's what they should be worrying about. The other thing is this team is so under-accomplished for as much shit as they talk and as for as much credit as people are starting to give them, then I'm, I'm over it. I'm, I'm over it. These guys have pushed me so far off the edge of, of dislikability, of just talking shit and being badasses that I don't even care anymore. It seems like they're more interested in winning the badass competition than winning the game because they didn't even win the Laker game. That's the other thing. They lost to the Lakers after all of this. I, like, I don't think it was correct to maybe let Shannon Sharp stay in the game, but I don't think he did anything totally in like inexcusable versus other guys who are supposed to be playing basketball should be prioritized playing basketball while Shannon Sharp is prioritized being a fan on courtside. I, I just... Whatever. Is, is this even a big deal, or is this a lot more of a big deal of just Memphis again in the headline trying to stir up trouble? Well, 
you make it sound like they're doing this all, all the time. What are the other incidents? I can't think of like immediately off the top of my head. What you make it sound like there's been like three in a week. Oh, I think there's been a couple. First of all, they almost cleared benches more than multiple times this year. There's the Golden State game where they get their complete ass kicked, and then Clay and everybody on there is letting them have it because they did the same thing to Golden State the time they beat him before when I think Curry was out and all that. And it's just they're, they're, they're creating rivalries, which is something I, I'm fighting for. I think it's healthy to have some villains in the league. I just, they just seem so enthusiastic on being a villain that it doesn't even seem like they care about winning basketball games anymore. It's, it's, it's a distraction. It's, it's weird. It's weird stuff. It, and I don't understand how Dylan Brooks is even relevant to all this. Like he's not nearly as qualified of a player as Shannon Sharp was in the NFL, even today's day and age. That's, like, like, what, what is, do you have to be a certain qualification to talk this stuff, or could anybody just do it? Like, it, it's, I think it used to matter if you, it would meant a little bit more, and it shouldn't mean anything that Dylan Brooks is talking anything. Like, he's, he's no, he's a nobody. Like, win, win a playoff game, win anything, win, win a conference award. Do they have awards for that stuff now? They haven't done that. And, and I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Like, show up and prove it. I, I'm tired of these guys talking. I can't wait till the playoffs to get here so they can actually prove it, and I can either be like, all right, you guys are right. You got it. You got me. You're, you're okay now. I'll, I'll give you that. But you don't have it right now. You're just talking like you got it, and you haven't done anything. I, 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 got, I got beef with that. Is, is there, am, I, am I so wrong for that? I just don't think that they've been so in your face with this that it just, I, I didn't realize that you're, you're, you were so anti-Memphis. I think they're, they're a young team, so they're going to be brash. And you said, oh, you, you haven't won anything, but – it was a jazz third year, third, fourth year. So it's like, well, yeah, these guys don't win anything yet. You're, they're on the, they're on the cusp. And so I can get on board with, you know, you got to figure it out, but I'm wondering you, you're saying, you know, Shan Sharp sitting, sitting courtside, very much a, a celebrity, a current a former, you know, former athlete, current celebrity still, you know, he's got, got TV shows and everything, but I'm wondering what did he say to get the entire team going? And it's not just the the entire team because that team is you know very close. They're all really young. That's been documented many a time. But got Stephen Adams going. Stephen Adams, Draymond Green kicked him square in the nuts, and he just kind of shrugged it off. There's been other situations. I think earlier this year, one of the uh, slightly bench clearing uh, situations. I think it was the Rockets. I can't remember who it was, but he he, he just went over and just picked the guy up and like brought him over somewhere else, like. He does not get bothered very often. There are other guys that are all tough guys and, you know, hot-headed. I, you know, not in the league right now, but, like, Boogie Cousins comes to mind. It's just, like, immediately it goes to 10. But for Steven Adams to be that angry, it's like, oh, what, what is Shannon doing? And then I wonder, too, like, how, how real was it? Yeah. Like, it seemed real for, for, for the Grizzlies, but it's like, wait a minute. Hot take artist at game, like, creates – content like almost for himself where uh the John Morant's dad comes over you know as part of this and then at halftime I'm already seeing I, I'm like scrolling through Twitter and I'm seeing you know the the, the the interaction and then pretty quickly afterwards he's got an interview that he does with ESPN like immediately and this is even before I'm sure he talked about it on his show today he's like why would you not it's easy content so it's like well how much of this was just well, man-made, I'm, you know, if, if I have the opportunity, you know, I'm not going to go, you know, to, to 11 immediately, but if I get the opportunity, I'm totally going to do it. It, it. The staging for sure seems right. 
It just feels like. And it was so bizarre. This is the Grizzlies at the Lakers, and it was the Grizzlies versus Shannon Sharp. There were no Lakers around. I don't think I've ever seen an almost fight that was one team. The, the Lakers, they were they were nowhere in the video. Yeah, they're they're like I said, they're they're fighting the wrong game. They're fighting with Shannon Sharp. They're not fighting to win the game. They lost the game to the Lakers. They they, I don't know. Like, well, how could you be so fired up about beating somebody on the sideline and not beating someone that is the actual opponent? This is it's it's bizarre. It it it's delusional that it's even made it this far and is even this big of a story because it feels like it was staged. That makes way more sense than anything else here. Because I can't imagine, like, these guys say everything. Like, what could Shannon have said that any other fan couldn't have said that suddenly meant something a little bit more? It, and, then, and then afterwards, that he, he got to stay. I mean, it was pretty quick after halftime. He apologized to John Morant's dad. Uh, but it, if i got to mention, if that's any other fan, and you almost start a fight with the entire team, you, you get kicked out. So, I, I don't know. That's where it, it, it just seems weird. Do you think it has anything to do with him being a former athlete that he got to stay or with him being a former athlete? That yeah. He, oh, definitely. That he was. Well, maybe not necessarily like the former athlete of like being a celebrity where if this all happens, you do the interview and then you're talking with people. It's not, hey, you're some rich tech dude that nobody knows. But you have the money to be here. Nah, man, you got to go where he can kind of talk his way and say, hey, you know what? Nope. We got a little heated. Like, like, I'm good. I'm good. You know, everybody knows who I am. You, everybody be cool and he you know was able to talk his way you know into it now let's it. let's just play this out play this out the other scenario then that where you said understandably he could he could have been ejected he could have just voluntarily left there was really wasn't a whole lot for him to gain he could go to any other game he wants man he he, he you know he chose yeah to you do said this. he thought he paid he didn't even pay for those tickets he's boys he, with lebron he, right. he got hooked up there's no way a guy at that level pays for tickets sure but do you think he could afford the tickets because I can't afford the tickets. Oh, he could afford the oh, tickets. Yeah, he could definitely that, that afford was, them. That was you know, more of my at point. People that level, you know, they, they just get the tickets. Sure, but my point was this is a guy that can afford the tickets and can afford to talk shit because he could pay for it, basically, is what, what I'm saying. He, he he paid for that. He could he earned that. He could pay for that. This isn't this wasn't entirely given to him, but whatever. Either, beyond all of this, it's, <laughs> it's it's it just seems so... Uh, it was just such a fun Friday night... It was it was later on Twitter story. Nobody got hurt. It was you know kind of contained during halftime. Of oh man, Shannon Sharp almost fought an entire NBA basketball team to within twenty minutes. Was he's hugging with John Morant's dad? It's like no no we're we're, we're all cool. We're you know we keep playing basketball. And then NBA Twitter just had an absolute field day with you know the the fight line on Stephen Adams versus Shannon Sharp. And it was so funny because there was two sides and both sides were equally confident that their guy would, there was no way he could lose the other one. I think that's the only reason Steven Adams was involved was I think Sharp was talking shit to two guys that probably wouldn't want to try Shannon Sharp. Like he's certainly older and definitely not in the condition that he was, but he's still physically really big and for sure still in some fitness shape. I don't think he's game ready, but He's closer than the average guy that age. I know that for sure. He's certainly got some weight and some height on, on a lot of those those other guys. Definitely Dylan Brooks and John Morant. You know, Steven Adams is definitely the guy where it's like, yeah, all right, now we're getting a little bit closer to maybe maybe you don't want to do that. Like I, that's definitely a guy you, you walk away from. All right, but the other the other thing I was going to say is the other 
thing. So they throw him out, let's say. It's just like the Knicks game over there where who'd they throw out in the Knicks like way too early? Uh, was it uh, Oakley in, at yeah. Madison Square Garden? They threw him out, and that ended up being a big deal because they were like, well, if this was anyone else, yeah, we throw him out. But this is Oakley. You don't treat Oakley like that. And that's a little bit more or closer to home there. I don't think Sharp is like a true you know, staple Laker like, like he didn't play for like the that. Lakers. Oakley played for the Knicks, and Oakley didn't almost get in a fight with an entire the entire other team. I don't think they handled the Oakley situation any better, though. Like, that was a bad look for the for MSG. That was a terrible look for the owner, which I think everybody was happy for. But if you're the Lakers, why? Let's just just keep him there. Like I'd rather look bad for for that than to look bad for the other thing. I think it was a way bigger. I think price. it worked out because the situation had been diffused and resolved. I think if in the second half, if Shannon had continued whatever he was saying before and, like, the guys came over or, you, you know, you never want to say it, but closer to a Malice in the Palace situation, now this isn't, like, a funny Twitter Friday night thing. This turns into, this is all we're talking about for weeks, is the Memphis Grizzlies going after Shannon Sharp. No. In the stands. No. All right, well, that... You know what? Let's stay on the NBA a little bit here. There was there was a Laker trade. I guess we could do that. I don't know if Rui really one one out of the playoffs team and another out of the playoffs team make a trade. Is this news? Well, I figured we were already talking about the Lakers. We might as well say they made they made a deal uh, today. Okay, all right, fine. You're the one who told me about the deal. I didn't even look this up. Yeah, this didn't even I come up. Is it yeah, I told, you, I told my... you earlier because that's we we like basketball more than everybody else. But this is not like a podcast topic. This is do the Lakers getting Rui? Does that move the needle at all? No, but I, I I thought it was already unfortunate that they didn't like you know they tried to shop Westbrook and you know they tried to shop Beverly and they were like no we want none give us an actual what, piece. Are, what are the Lakers plans? Are they trying to win with the two years ago Wizards team? <laughs> That, that yeah, just add AD, just add AD and LeBron to that team. You know what's even worse is that the today's Lakers, today's Wizards team is the old Lakers team, and that's even better than what they are right now. Right? <laughs> they should have just kept what they had. They should have kept everybody. They kept Randall, Caruso, Kuzma. Uh, how many other guys? I mean, there's so many guys I, I'm rooting for on other teams that are former Lakers that they're like, oh, I wonder why we don't have any depth, and I keep watching all of their depth play for every other team across the league. It's it's certainly fun to root for. So sorry I brought up the the trade here. I, I, at least we got to <laughs> talk that up right there. All right, I, I, I dished it right back to them. It was it was a free shot at the Lakers. I, I was setting everyone up for this, and you were like, "Now why are we talking about this?" Yeah. All right. Well, the, the other thing we're, we're gonna get back to football then because we got to talk about this. I don't really want to talk about it either. But the Eagles won thirty eight to seven against the Giants. The only good story I got out of all this is that Boston Scott scores every time he plays the Giants. He's a five six. He's a five six giant killer. Uh, I loved I love the name. I love the bet. I was all talked about before the game how it was like Boston Scott has scored against the Giants like eight out of the last nine games he's played them. Or like it might have been eight of eight or something something like that. And then sure enough, he gets another one in this in this Giants game is great. So I, uh, I think that's the really only good story I got. Beyond that, I I think Hertz is healthier than I expected, but not a hundred percent. But I'm not holding the injury as an excuse anymore. Like if they lose, I'm not going to be like, yeah, hurts, but hurts was hurt. I'm not going to say that. I, I think I think he was healthy enough to not. He sure looked good. I, I don't think you can. So like that excuse is gone, right? Can we, can we agree on that? Like the, I mean, he may have gotten more injured from the game or could get re-injured in the next game. But as far as Unless I know, something happens. going into this game, I think he's as healthy as he could be. 
even if he's not. And I'm not. I'm not using that as an excuse going into it. But I mean, what, what was your real big takeaway from this? The Giants were a struggling team that, that looked like they didn't belong there. The Eagles looked like the team. They kind of. I've been telling you all year that the Eagles were an actual good team, and that the Giants were. It wasn't the level that you were saying the Vikings were, but the same way I think you thought of the Vikings, that's how I thought of the Giants. And now midway through the year, I'm, you know, kind of close to the New York market. So I hear it a little bit more. And then they did kind of uh, wilt a little more than the, than the Vikings did. So it's not the same level, but I, I think last, last week, uh, you know, it was, uh, I don't know exactly what you call it, but a little bit of maybe a little bit of fool's gold. And I think I've been saying that about the Giants most of the year and was picking against them at every opportunity. And finally, uh, having Hurts back, Hurts healthy, you know, they, they they got what was coming to them. Sure. I still think this was a great thing for everyone else that the Giants I, – I just wanted the Giants to advance because they're in a really tough spot. As second the season ends, the Daniel Jones contract conversation needs to begin because he was good enough to at least win a game in the wild card. He was good enough to at least – I mean – Everybody in the division almost made the playoffs here. So, like, he, he was in a good division, and he wasn't, like, a terrible quarterback in there. I'm not a believer in him. I still think this was kind of a fluky year, and I still think that they could do better than him. But I also think they're forced into the familiarity of just having a consistent guy. Like, like the Tennessee Titans, they just kept Tannehill for all these years. It's not great, but at least we don't have to worry about who we, who's it going to be next year or searching for someone or is this guy unhappy or is this guy not good enough? He is what he is, and we know him, and we got him. I just think the success has cornered them, though, where they're, they're going to have to keep them. And I don't think it's the right decision, but it's it's going to happen because of all Who this. Who would you prefer to have? You want Aaron Rodgers for more money? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would take Aaron Rodgers over Daniel Jones. Okay. I don't, but I mean, that's, a, that's a real possibility. That That's that's interesting. I mean, they're, I mean just saying, look, you got to cross off Lamar off I, everything, I think it's just, too. It's just, it's just always easy – and I think we do it a little more with the the NBA and coaches, but just go, nope, nope, we I, I don't want him. It's like, well, you do need to have somebody at quarterback. And as we've seen throughout this year, there's only a few guys that can do it at an elite level. And then you have like the second tier and then below the second tier, just really fast. All of a sudden it's, <laughs> we can't run an offense. Uh, it, I guess... All right, let me ask you this. I guess this is a good comparison. We we just talked about Lawrence, right? Looked great at certain moments. That that high ceiling was, this is what we drafted. This is what we saw in college. This is why everybody's like, this is a sure thing. This is great. He still has a little bumps in, throughout the road, you know, some turnovers. I was pretty critical of that, but he played good enough to do that. Would you rather have a guy that has a ceiling like Lawrence or a guy like Purdy where didn't have anything near that ceiling in a performance-wise, you know, didn't have any incredible passes didn't do anything super flashy but he didn't turn the ball over and he also won the game and, and that was good enough for this team that has so much talent surrounded by it so it's a little bit better of a circumstance for that but which guy would you rather have would you rather have Lawrence that has the higher ceiling and just hope that maybe one day he's able to drop all the turnovers and that habit just goes away or, or a guy that doesn't have that habit at all but but can't make those incredible plays or maybe doesn't lead you to a comeback of 27 points a week before like which quarterback would you rather have? I think you just got to be careful with the, uh, you know, just the, the the recency bias. Where last week it was Danny Dimes. Look at this guy; he is the future, absolutely, no doubt about it. Uh, you, you felt pretty good about Trevor Lawrence because of what he did in the did in the second half. But you know, the, the first half of that game with all the all those turnovers, it's like, is, is this guy even gonna gonna be a starter next year? And just you know, one week 
you know, I think you just you just can't look at it as what happened last week. It's just kind of the the, the full length of it. It's just going to be tricky because they're probably going to have to overpay him. I think the answer to what I asked, at least in my opinion, is you don't want to have a guy that's in between. You got to be one or the other, <laughs> all right. You, you, and I think the guys that are in between are the guys like Dak Prescott and Daniel Jones, where sometimes it's okay and, and it's fine and it's manageable. And then sometimes they have a little bit better of a game and it's even shocking and surprising and a, and, and a fluke, but it's, it, it's at least happening, but you can't have, you just can't have guys to turn over the ball all the time. Like you're almost better off having a guy that doesn't even take that chance ever and never turns the ball over. Uh, but I, I think if, if you don't resign Daniel Jones, you got to find somebody else. And so are you finding some sort of a, of a stopgap? Uh, as you look to draft someone, and even there, you you made the playoffs. You're not going to have a high pick this year, so you're either going to have to put more draft capital in, which is probably going to make your team worse, to try and hopefully hit on a uh, on a quarterback, which we've seen. Even if you have a top five pick, is no sure thing. And I think you just you got to remember we're in the playoffs now, and now we're down to the final four. So you're thinking Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and we as Patriots fans all the time Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. But you got to remember too. For a lot of these teams, a lot of these fan bases, just having hope and having success is just worth so much. I mean, the Vikings, you know, you get knocked out, you know, pretty, pretty quick in the, in the playoffs. But you know what's fun is every Sunday rolling into the game being like, we're probably going to win today. You know, the Patriots didn't have that this year, you know, and, you know, didn't make the playoffs. But that, that's part of it. You know, the, the playoffs happened so fast. But the rest of the year, it goes on for a while. So just throughout the week, just knowing like, hey, we, we got a game this Sunday. Hey, we're, we're probably going to win. Like, we're, we're feeling good. And after you win and then talking about it for the next week. So I think if you get rid of Danny Dimes, you're, you, there's a little bit of that, hey, we're starting over. And just the, oh, well, I guess maybe in a few years, you know, we'll get a quarterback, uh, hopefully better than Daniel Jones is now. And maybe we can make the playoffs again. I think the worst way they could handle it is you got to be careful how you flirt with Lamar because I think that's a guy you got at least, you know, even if it's a 1% chance, I think you got to at least entertain the option that he may be free to go wherever he wants and the only thing he's going to want is money. And if you can put that together and he's willing to come to your team, like, I think that's that's an opportunity that's not always there. And I'd that, give Lamar a call. So I, I just would carefully give Lamar a call and if, if nothing else happens and if you're not able to – do a sign and trade. You know, maybe Danny, you know, there's possible Daniel Jones would want to go somewhere else too. I mean, this was his best season. So I think this staff and this coaching staff has had, it's clicked with him the best. So that for him should be priority number one. It's like, I, I want to play in an offense that understands my strengths and is playing to them. I don't know if the past staffs have done that, or maybe he didn't have the strengths he had this season. So it's still a lot up in the air, but that is, I, I wouldn't cross off Lamar. I think if you're a team, like even the Patriots this year, I'm not. I know that'll never happen. We're never going to pay Lamar, but I'm not. I'm not crossing it off. Like I, I, I maybe I'm at least making some calls, or at least I'm answering something if it ever comes oh, up. Oh no, Will, D don't don't worry. Uh, we we got Sonny Michelle instead of Lamar, so we're good. Well, Sonny Michelle won us the Super Bowl, man. All right, just get off this. What would we have done with Lamar there? Just sit him on the bench. He wasn't going to play that Super Bowl. Actually, maybe he could have been the running back. We could have done that. That would have been great. And yeah. then, like, a year later when Brady left, we just let him be the guy. Then all of a sudden we have Lamar, yeah. He's our, he's our Taysom Hill. I, I don't think we could have done that, though. I mean, this guy won an MVP. This guy, if you're going to make him play back, it just seemed – it didn't work out, man. It's fine.
it, it, there's a scenario where it could have and it didn't. And it's funny to look back now, especially with where Sony Michelle's career ended up going. But that, that yeah. stuff happens all the time. Uh, you know what doesn't happen all the time is a team like Buffalo that we think is really good all year just slowly teeters all the way down. Whoa, hold on, I got more. I got more Giants Eagles stuff. Oh, we got more Giants. All right, fine, go for it. Yeah, I wanna. I I, I wanna talk about uh, about my, my my Saturday night. So I was lucky enough. I got invited to a uh, little football party, and it really worked out because with the first game being a little interesting, the second game was not. So it was the perfect time. It was a. Uh, our good, uh, good friend and listener, Sean, he and his wife, uh, Colleen, who's uh, just an awesome person, were hosted me and a couple, uh, or a few other people. And I was going in and didn't know exactly what kind of group of people we were going to, you know, be dealing with, whether they were going to be football fans, not football fans. You know, we're not far away from from New York, so it could have been a, a bunch of Giants fans. But I was thinking like, hey, be fun to do uh, like, a, like a group, a group bet, you know, something we can all do together. So I decide, you know, what? Is kind of neutral, but it's not like the coin flip or something that you know. There's something you can actually root for. So I decided, hey everybody, let's uh let's root for field goals over three and a half field goals. There wasn't a field goal until the fourth quarter. I lost everybody their money. <laughs> I think everyone had a good time and everyone was nice to me about it. But I gotta imagine they're walking away being like, oh, this guy, losing me all my money. You really shouldn't have banded your your normal strategy. Although McCaffrey did not have that great of a day either, so like that would have been my other recommendation. Be like you should never steer away from McCaffrey advice. Of, like, no, oh. no, but that game was Sunday. This was it, this was just Saturday night. Well, all right. Well, you want to talk about kickers, man? There's there's Dallas's problem over there. Mahar, man. After last week, the the first attempt of a, of a PAT that gets blocked, but you look at the replay and you're like, that wasn't gonna go in. Like he was. Was gonna- that not one of the most exciting PATs? Well, it was exciting because I mean the block blocks are always exciting. Let's let's give that block. No, no, no. I'm talking the lead up, the lead up of he misses all these PATs last week. They bring in a guy to the practice squad to kind of scare him a little bit, you know, put the pressure on. But then it's like, no, no, he's going to be the guy. There's rumors that uh, Jerry Jones was talking to him on the field during the game. I could easily see that that was uh, a fake account, and I got hoodwinked on that. But I don't know because that seems really weird. And, but once Dallas scored, you know, a lot of times when I'm watching games, when after after team scores, like I'll put it on mute because I know it's going to commercial, like he's going to hit the PAT. But once they scored and then realized, oh, hold on, it was, here we go. I cannot be remember being more interested in a PAT. And I very much agree with you that it got blocked, but it did not look like it was, it was going to be like his worst miss. So the block almost like saved him a little bit. I... But I I have sympathy for him. That's that's just not fun, man. Those are those are yips, man. It's confidence. It's not like he struggled this year. He was a good kicker all year, and then it was all of a sudden, and then he had the the, the one where kind of broke the seal a little bit, where it was closer than a PAT, and even that one was still okay. How bad is this? How bad are we talking? Because if he misses this one, that's closer than a PAT. You got to sit him down. You have to sit him down. It just it's it's over. But then he made that one. He made a deeper one. And it was like okay, you know, just it's it's got to be so nice for him to just you know the you know the season's over or whatever. But just the you didn't end on all these PAT misses. It's like no no, I I I, I can still make kicks. I, I know how to do this. But they, they, my leg just didn't you know you know disappear. They did not lose the game because of the kicker. All fun and games aside to talk about this, they did not lose this game because of Mahar. Right? Like not even close. Like if anything, it benefited them. It forced them to do a couple fourth down plays, of which I think they got all of them. 
all, all the situations, I think it was fourth and two, fourth and three, a couple things like that where they, they had the option of maybe kicking a 50-yarder and they just said no. I think it almost helped them. They gave more opportunities, gave easier kicks. They they went for it on fourth down. That's you've seen that a little bit more of a trend here. So I think you point at a shaky kicker and you point at some encouraging. You're down. Let's go for it on fourth. There's there's not a whole lot of points in this game. I I, I don't think they lost this game because of that. I'm not sure entirely why the Cowboys lost this game. You think it was Dak? I mean, 23 for 37, one touchdown, I- two interceptions. That's not great. I mean, everyone said Pollard went down. All right, so Pollard had six carries for 22 yards. Zeke gets it the rest of the game. He gets ten carries for twenty six yards. Like that. That's so. Like what? Like Pollard wasn't doing anything they, before. Is what I'm saying. I I I disagree. I think a lot of times you take, take can take running backs a little bit, and not not to warm up, but it's just like you soften up the defense a little bit, and as you go, it gets a little harder to tackle those guys. And I think Pollard has had a great season. So to in the playoffs to break your leg, oh, that's just. It's so tough. He's gonna about to be a free agent too. It just it's just too bad after so much so much success that he had this year. But I, I think he definitely would have helped. Uh, I think that I gotta remember you. Have, this is one of the things you have, you have to remind me as we're doing fantasy prep for next year and preseason prep that Dak is just an average quarterback. I kept coming in as like he is above average, could be even like a a level above that. But I think it's just. He plays for the Cowboys, so they he just gets talked about more than other people. And really, he's just he's an average quarterback. He's not below average. It's just he's gonna make some mistakes. And in this game, he had to be perfect, and he wasn't. No, it, the, these games are strange where they're low scoring, and it and it feels like you 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 get the you have a lot of possessions, but you don't have a lot of time of possessions where there's a lot of three and outs, a lot of like not no first downs and. You get a whole bunch of opportunities, but it didn't seem like they really found a rhythm. The Niners didn't necessarily either. There's a couple. I mean, the Kittle catch, the bobble catch, that was a huge play. That that was like huge, a huge momentum. He's lucky he didn't get destroyed. He should have got killed. Just like he well, bobbled it, and then well, that's the sad oh, part about the play. Missed him. Yeah, well, they do miss him, but you know who he does hit. He hits his teammate, and I think that guy was knocked out. There was a huge collision that I don't know how Kittle manages to bobble this thing for like six strides and then two guys just run into each other that that was just insane in, great catch but should have ended in a super different focus. way kittle had a good game in general but that was that was an amazing catch is just a little little cherry on top but mccaffrey wasn't great i mean i mean they were fine everybody was well, fine it was, that back. it was good enough to win it was good enough to win it wasn't mccaffrey had a touchdown didn't he no no i don't think so did he have a touchdown I, don't think I knew so. he didn't like. He wasn't, uh, you know, crazy. Right, he did. Just like, right. Oh, this he, was, all right. He did this have a touchdown. He did have a touchdown. He had yeah. one rushing. All right. He has ten rushes for thirty-five yards and one touchdown. That's that's not great. Elijah Mitchell, fourteen carries for fifty-one yards. That's that's not great either. That's it's a weird. It's a weird game. There wasn't a whole lot of offense. Six in here. receptions for twenty-two yards. That's better. It's not great. Between between the two, I think that's a pretty good day and a touchdown in a nineteen-point game. Wait a minute. Are you trying to convince me that you're constantly impressed by Christian McCaffrey? Because I, I think we're past that point. I don't think you need I to. I think like, you can't go and say that he had a that he had a bad game. I, all right, he wasn't like a superstar in this game. He was an effective player. No, 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 no. Qualified starter playing in a McCaffrey game at all. He was a qualified starter playing in a late round playoff game that should be there and deserved to be there. But I don't think he was like, hey, this guy's going to get some MVP votes if you know we get to wherever we need to get to. He needs to be a little bit better. This whole offense needs to be a little bit better. I think this was a Who sneaky... would have been your MVP of this game? 
Uh, well, you're you're not gonna like Christian it. McCaffrey. No, yeah. no, no, you're not gonna like it. I would have gave it to the defensive guy on uh, on Dallas. I would have gave because I still thought he played his freaking heart out. The the rusher. Uh, oh man, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, who's not that? Diggs? Um, the other one. Oh, the Cowboys. Right? He's incredible. He's awesome. He was had a fantastic year. Uh, Parsons. Micah Parsons. Micah. I Micah Parsons. I, yeah. I, I honestly, I would have gave it to him still, but that's uh. You're going to give the most valuable player award to a guy on the losing team. In this game? Yeah, because I don't think the Niners... Man, you're just... You, now, you're saying I, I'm just a homer for Christian McCaffrey, and now it seems like you're just very anti-Christian McCaffrey for no reason. I'm not anti-Christian McCaffrey. I'm anti your advice in fantasy being just draft Christian McCaffrey. That's just... I mean, it's good advice, but it's also advice you could have read on the top page of any other fantasy note. And it isn't a reason to tune in. It isn't a reason to validate your fantasy credentials or your past success of the championships and all that it, it, it doesn't doesn't it's not a it's not a juicy tip is that's my only beef with it like he was fine it wasn't interesting, great interesting that you want to give it to a def- defensive player on the losing team i thought he had a better on, imp- he had way like more of an impact he had a way bigger okay. impact on that game than mccaffrey did way bigger impact okay i, I don't think that's a hard argument there i look you're entitled to all that that's fine you want to know who actually played well this weekend and who was actually a really good player and showed up and was fantastic? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was the best player of the weekend, right? Can we? Is that fair? I don't know. Hertz is pretty good. Hertz was pretty good, but I, I'm factoring in Hertz a lot of like. Do we really respect the Giants? Like, I know I picked them, but they looked. It, yeah, you know, I, I, I I'm, hear what you're I'm, I'm just giving you a little bit more. But you know, on the flip side of that, the the Buffalo defense was was bad. It was bad, straight up. It was just bad. And I, and I want to give credit to the Bengals, and I, Joe Burrow was great. He showed up. He He's just a playoff guy, man. He, he's so calm and cool. I, I, I just want to be in the I huddle. Was, I, I was wondering, and this is a little uh, little, little homerish, but is Joe Burrow becoming like the Tom Brady and Josh Allen is becoming like the Peyton Manning? Where Peyton Manning, awesome. You know, you'd, you'd for sure take him. He's going to put up all sorts of stats all, all year long. But then in the playoffs, it's just – something's just not not quite there and joe burrow it just seems like you know during the season there were some you know that 12 and 4 that's a good season but i feel like they kind of had some eh, are they really uh you know up at the same level as buffalo and uh as kansas city but now the playoffs are here all of a sudden it's just it's go time ready right ready to do it burrow goes what 27 for 36 242 Two touchdowns. 23. 23. 23 for 36. Whatever. It's 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 a good it's a good day. It's a great day. It's a good good day out there. Mixon, I thought, had his way. But the, the real factor, I think, was there's five receptions for five guys. Chase gets five receptions. Hurst had five receptions. P. Ryan had five. Higgins had three. Like, they're just – everybody's getting a little bit here and there. This, Everybody was getting – It was off- a snow game. Like, a legitimate snow game. Which, bizarrely like, – snow on the ground. There was snow coming from the sky. It was – it, it was – Fun to watch because it wasn't really a close game. So <laughs> I'm glad that there was snow. Were you like I heard a couple people and I, I kind of thought it watching the live a little bit of me like, does Buffalo not know how to play in the snow? Like there was just a couple bobbles, a couple slips. You know, that could just happen. I, I get that. Like the field's not ideal. It, even if you're used to it, you could still slip. But it seemed like I saw that happen a little bit more often on the Buffalo side. And I didn't see since he do that. And it could just be a luck thing. But. Is it worth pointing out that I thought Buffalo didn't handle the weather very well? I I just don't know if it was Buffalo handled it worse or if uh, Cincinnati just seemed 
really prepared for it. And I agree with what you said of it never seemed like they had a had an incident with it, which is just surprising because both teams have good offenses. And both teams are from uh from where it snows. So it's not, you know, if the Chargers came in or you know, the Dolphins, you know, you wouldn't think it'd impact them that much, but that'd be the easy thing to go to is like, ah, oh, well, you know, you, you come from Florida and all of a sudden you gotta play in the snow. How could you ever figure that out? So yeah, it was just definitely odd with two cold weather teams. It was a little bit disappointing of a game, though, right? Like the, and then, because especially after, you know, is it a month ago now? A little less than a month ago, with a uh, you know the Demar Hamlin, you know, the game is canceled, but like that was going to be really exciting. It's like, hey, two, you know, top of the AFC teams, and I was thinking this was going to be an absolute shootout, especially in the second half. I thought, okay, first half it's snowing. All right, now we got it figured out. You know, we know what we can do, and it was just going to be uh, one of those. You could be up by two touchdowns, lead's not safe. Almost like uh, some of those uh, national championship uh, playoff games where it's just, yeah, you're up, but <laughs> look out. You, you go to the bathroom, all of a sudden it's tie game. But, yeah, that didn't happen at all. This should have been a way better game. I, Buffalo's defense, I think, is really alarming to me. Everybody keeps pointing to Von Miller, but this they, they weren't missing just a Von Miller, right? Like, they were like There was defensive gaps. They weren't able to stop the run. Uh, Mixon goes for... 105 yards and it seemed like he could get 10 yards anytime he wanted to just getting first downs anytime controlling the clock the the the, the first quarter the bills had the had the possession of the ball for one minute they were down 14 nothing they did josh allen's had the ball for one minute like that for me reminds me you mentioned brady payton how many times did you watch would be like the only way we could stop payton is just don't let him on the field like we like that that's yeah. that's a great way to stop him man is don't let him ever get yeah, the ball like just yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna take up so much of this time. Impressive win for them. I thought Cincinnati had the best day of the weekend, and I think if I were to nominate a favorite, I would pick them. Uh, all right, you ready so to make two some things coming out of this game? Two things coming out of this game. Uh, on the winner's side, they asked Joe Burrow because if the Bills had won with the Chiefs winning, it was going to be at a neutral site. They had started selling tickets for that, and they asked him about it, and his response was. Well, better start sending out those refunds. And he was so ready for it. Do you think he was uh, like that was his motivation, like kind of for the whole game? Or do you think he's thinking about this too much? The laser focus that they came out with was. You know how everyone kind of turns up a, a notch a little bit. It's like, all right, this this is a playoff game. We're, we're, we're focused. We're ready. Everybody's here. Every, everybody's ready. And, and you kind of kick it up a notch a little bit. This seemed like they kicked it up another notch. And Buffalo was like, we don't have that. They they might have had it earlier. It was in the year. so funny because they're using quote this motivation and like I said, Burrow mentions this pretty quick. It seems like that was one of his main go tos. But this wasn't like some sort of conspiracy. I mean, the neutral site is um, you know would have been would have been new and is unusual. And I really hope they don't go to that in into the future in the future. But the Bengals were selling tickets for the AFC Championship game as well. It's like this is just what you do. You sell tickets ahead of time because. You want people to buy the tickets, and then if you know if it comes to it, then fine, you 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 refund them. So it was just it was a weird thing to become attached to. That's just like no, no, this is this is standard. All the teams are doing this. The the, the alternate home field, whatever neutral field. That's uh, I'm still not in love in love with that situation. All right, you ready to make some picks? I really hope, really hope they don't share. Uh, all right, so Sunday, three o'clock, San Francisco 49ers. At the Philadelphia Eagles, 
I've gone back and forth on this. I, I just I really like the Niners team. But, you know, even you mentioned it earlier, like you didn't think Hertz looked really good. It's like, well, yeah, no, he, he looked like a looked like a problem. I also thought the Cowboys even struggling. They only put up 12 points on the Niners, but it still seemed like there was some flaws on the, the San Francisco Niners defense that if, if Hertz is able to put up points, I can't imagine a scenario where Purdy's able to keep up with it. So reluctantly, I'm I'm going to go with the Eagles. I don't feel good about it either, but and I wouldn't be shocked for the Niners one, but if if Philly scores like 14 points in the first half, I don't know if the Niners are capable of doing it. Like this is the real flaw of having a, a Brock Purdy, a third string, whatever you want to say, or a guy that's just not going to turn the ball over is does he have that high ceiling to make the play that your your team's going to need? If they if Philly ends up not scoring or if they're just held to field goals, the Niners will win this game. But I think if, if Philly could do touchdowns, which they had so many touchdowns last week, and they have had a consistent offense throughout the year, and, and if Hurts is even semi-healthy or 100% healthy, I think that's a huge advantage. So I'm, I'm going with Philly. I really wanted to go for the Niners, but I just watched Purdy struggle against the Cowboys, and the Cowboys may end up not being that great of a team, and I think the Eagles are a little bit better than the Cowboys. I I didn't want to say that, but you know, maybe the Cowboys' defense is a little bit better. Maybe the Eagles aren't as good on that, but they're going to put up points to the Eagles, so I, I'll go with them. Who you got? Uh, one thing that I want to bring up, because the, the, they mentioned before saying that you know, kind of a lull this week going into the games. Uh, the line for this game is Philly two and a half. The line in the, the next one is going to be Cincy, Cincy minus one. Uh, it's the first time since 1998 that both games have been under a field goal. So really hoping for a, uh, you know, some, some real, real shootouts here. But I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. I think that this is the end of the line for the Brock Purdy run. I think that there was quite a few times the, the past few games that he has thrown what should have been interceptions that just have not been interceptions. And I think just at some point that's going to come back to bite him. We mentioned uh, with the, the Cincinnati Buffalo in the snow, 49ers, pretty sure they're from California. Coming to Philadelphia, it's going to be, you know, in the thirties. Yeah. It's just going to be a little bit of a change. It's not going to be that nice weather. Like it was, was this week. And I, I think that, you got Christian McCaffrey, you got Debo, you got all those guys, but at a certain level, like you said, you're going to need the quarterback that's going to have to have to really make make moves, and I don't think he's going to be able to do it, and he's, he's going to run – his run his run is over, and it's going to be done this weekend. Now, that being said, if Christian McCaffrey comes out, has three touchdowns in the opening, and just takes care of business where he's like, don't worry, Purdy, just get me the ball, or Kittle does something like that. Like, there's – there's a scenario where they can win. I'm not saying it's impossible. You're right about the line being super yeah. tight. Like, this is totally for that. But I just foresee – I foresee this being a higher-scoring game than a lower-scoring game. And if it's a lower-scoring game, sure, the Niners are doing exactly – they have a chance to win that type of game. But I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. So, I'll, we'll both go with Philly. It should be a great game. I'm hoping both these are great games. Now, in the next game, it's Cincinnati at Kansas City. Now, are they actually playing in Kansas City? Where are they playing this game? Yep. Okay, yeah, so we're City. in Kansas City, right? The neutral field thing didn't end up happening, right? It would have happened the other way around? Yes. If yep. Buffalo would won? All right. Well, I I know the Mahomes ankle thing may not even fact come into a factor at all, and I, I argued earlier that this may even help them because sometimes I think he gets a little too distracted on the sidelines, just just adding more and more time to these possessions, and, and sometimes I think he's better off just staying in the pocket and throwing it, kind of like how Burrow does it. 
But with that being said, I just thought Burrow looked great. I thought the Bengals looked so focused that, that walking into Buffalo and just straight up dominating right off the bat, 14 nothing. I'm not saying Kansas City can't come back from something like that. If anything, Kansas City loves being in a hole. I, I, th- I feel like they play even better when they're down 14 sometimes. But in a playoff game, I don't think you want to gamble that, and I don't think you want to mess with this Bengals team that's very focused and has a running game that can – Mixon's he's, – he's, I don't even know like where I don't even know where to rank Mixon. I know he's above average, but he's not McCaffrey. But I I think he's a trustworthy playoff back that can win a game for you. I don't think he's gonna win the MVP or anything like that. But I I trust that, and I don't trust the Kansas City defense uh, nearly as much. And I think that's gonna come down to is can Cincinnati put up points early and put the pressure on Kansas City, and then maybe force Mahomes into an interception or a turnover, or maybe he's not able to run for first downs, and there's just more punts. It, I'll take Cincinnati on the road. All year I said Kansas City was the better team, and, and now a little ankle sprain, and I'm getting a little shy off it. But I, I'm more impressed with how the Bengals played last week, and that's why I'm going with them. Who are you going with? I am going with the Chiefs. A little concerned about the ankle. I think he'll be able to power through. I think we really have to be concerned, uh, and I learned my lesson from last week to this week, is – don't get too caught up with the the one game how they did last week, and I, I think you know Bengals that might have been a little bit of their Super Bowl of like hey they came out they dominated and it's gonna be a lot harder this week. Also, one other thing to point out that all last week I, I all right so what do you got five linemen on the offensive line I was told what three or four of these guys in Cincinnati were all out aren't gonna play. Just seems kind of critical to me, but you know what wasn't an issue at all. But remember last year, that was the whole thing last year uh, with Joe Burrow was that he had zero line. So maybe two out of five, it's like, wow, this is awesome. This this is way better. It's it's an interesting thing. I I'm only showing confidence in them that I didn't think they were going to be able to do that last week. If that line looks awful against Kansas City, which I have a, I have a hard time thinking that. I don't think Kansas City's pass rush or or defense is anything to really be you know threatened by. It's it's the Mahomes show on the offensive end and the Andy Reid coordinating that I think you really got to be scared of. But I just don't think Mahomes is going to learn lose the Burrow four times in a row. I think that's just what I'm what I'm staking it on. Just he's too good. Like that that's 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 definitely a, a pattern that I wouldn't want to follow. It seems like that's about to break. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked either way here. Like I'm not taking anything away from Kansas City. I just thought I've seen Kansas City kind of play a little loose and play. Look a little less focused. I, I, I'm just gonna say they they fall down early a little little bit sometimes, and I think that's just gonna play right into Cincinnati's game plan of like we're just gonna try and jump on you early, and and force you to play from behind. And sometimes Kansas City's able to do that, and sometimes they're not. If they come out slow in all this, I I think that's really gonna be the disadvantage of Kansas City. But we'll see. I think we got some good games lined up here. I I can't wait for them. The, There's Sunday. Do you like the three o'clock and the six thirty start? Is that is that better? Is that a little bit earlier, a little bit later? I, I like it. I like that. I, I like it. I like it. I like this week on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, not ending at midnight uh, after an eight 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 twenty start was eight sixteen whatever the kick is something like that. Yeah, whatever uh, it is. Not entirely missing that. So, I'm all right with that. The, the, the three o'clock is is nice, but it also snuck up on me where it's like, oh, football four o'clock. I'll be ready, and then it's like, oh no no no. no yeah, no. especially with Saturday with it starting at uh you know at four thirty. And it's not the normal. It's, it has, has no alignment with the, uh, the the regular season times. So I, I, last week, I must have checked like 20 times. of wait, What time are the games on Saturday? Wait, what, what time are they on Sunday? <laughs> but no, I like it. 
certainly something harder to explain to the less casual fan, say like my mother, who's like, what time are the games? It's like Sunday, one o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock, Monday night, next night. <laughs> and, and then this week it's yeah. like, what time are the oh, games? Like and I'm like, three o'clock, 6.30. And she's like, what? Like, what? It's, yeah. it's just, it, it's, there's no winning in all this. It's, it's an endless thing. Smart, you just have to be smothered by it. You're, you're either in or you're out of it. You know everything or you don't know anything. Uh, all right, you, I already started playing the outro music. I forgot to mention that you, you wanted to mention some March Madness stuff today. I'll, I'll give you a little, as much time as you need right now. Uh, it was just that uh, we're, we're less than two months away from the from the tournament starting, and so if anyone has ideas for uh, for the for the bets, uh, start uh, checking them our way. Uh, we'll start kind of coming up with uh, with our ideas. Uh, we'll have to figure out, you know, the kind of ins and outs of how we want to do it. We've done the, the the wheel the past couple of years. If we want to continue with that, we want to try something something new. Uh, but that is uh, on the horizon. So you know, just if you got some ideas, definitely send them our way. Yeah, I still need to commit to the the bet of last year and, and do those consequences uh, i gotta i gotta ski downhill without a shirt uh i'm aiming for maybe february next month uh got a lot of snow today you know maybe maybe go tomorrow i just feel like this will be a little bit more fun if i have someone else with me and a lot weirder if i don't have anyone with me so <laughs> just looking yeah for sure looking for a little company here not looking to be the creep that gets kicked off the mountain and, and you know so uh if anyone's interested in going skiing nearby here just just let me know and be aware that there may be at least one run where i go down shirtless and you're gonna have to be the buddy with me that's like yeah no this is normal this is okay <laughs> Sounds like a great uh, date opportunity. Get to see Will uh, Topless. <laughs> the, gy- the gym's set up, all right? It's, it's not the – you know what? It's fine. You'll see it when it happens. I'm not going to even ha- – I'm not going to upsell anything. It's just, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> thank you, as always, for, for watching and uh, now imagining of that image. And we'll have that image up soon. It's going to happen. It's, as, long as, as long as I don't have any injuries or anything like that, it should be all right. But uh, enjoy the games this week. Celtics are still winning. Things are good. I, it's weird without having Belichick and the Patriots in this. It's 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 very disheartening. But we'll be back next week. Thank you as always for listening. Little column A, little column B.